All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I have my good friend, Karen, who I've known. Karen, how long have I known you? I was actually thinking about that. I think it's almost like nine or 10 years now. It's a long time. Yeah, I've known this amazing woman through all of her journey, which we're going to talk about today. And what stands out in her work is the amount of self-care and love and boundaries. And I think that self-love, self-worth, all of that stuff that we often put to the side when either we have a major trauma in our life or we've experienced an illness or a sickness, or maybe you're like Karen and experienced cancer. So with that, why don't I just open it up and say, Karen, can you just introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you. First of all, I'm, I'm really honored and happy to be here with you. She said, like, I couldn't believe how long we've known each other. And it's been a journey, right? You've seen me since the beginning of my coaching practice to where I am now. And for those of you who don't know me yet, I'm a health and transformation coach, breast cancer, BRCA2 thriver. And I specialize in helping breast cancer survivors to get back their their get up and go, get back their energy, get back their life, especially after active treatment has ended. And that was a, a more recent shift in my practice, in my coaching practice, after my own breast cancer diagnosis. Because it was then I realized as I was going through treatment myself, and I got to the end of my treatment, and I remember sitting in my plastic surgeon's office and her saying to me, great, I'll see you in three months. You're good. And it's that moment where we know that we should be celebrating because it's kind of like the end of whether it's the end of chemo or radiation or whatever part of your journey that might be. And instead I had this like just gut-wrenching sob come up this immediate fear of, oh my gosh, what, what now? I felt like the rug rug had been pulled out from under me. And, you know, the weeks that followed were a really challenging time. And it was, it was then that I actually realized, wow, Karen, you're kind of uniquely qualified to help women at this time. First of all, having been through it, but then with also all of my other bouncing back after major traumas and so it's become my my passion my mission and something obviously that I'm just it's really important to me to help support the breast cancer community yeah and tell me in your own journey to take us back through were you coaching already when you got your breast cancer diagnosis and what were you originally like what was your your niche in the beginning 
Well, it's a good question, right? Because I think niche is something that many of us struggle with as health coaches because, and you you know about this, and I know you talk about it a lot on, on your podcast here, because we are able to work with so many people. Sometimes it's difficult to narrow that down. And I remember it was a couple of years for me, really, before I started to narrow it down. And then I realized, okay, well, women who are like in their 40s, in the perimenopause, heading into menopause period, that was kind of what I was working with. A lot of women came to me for weight loss, even though it wasn't a specialty, but that's what they were looking for. And my niche kind of changed because, as you know, I've been through many major traumas. And so every time there was a major trauma, for instance, I've lost my mom, my dad, and my younger brother in the past five years. My husband and I have moved seven times in eight years, including to and from the Caribbean. And I remember talking to you when I was down there and had the beautiful ocean and palm trees and everything else. And now now you don't, wait, you're in Florida now, so you still have palm trees. Extra palm trees and sunshine. <laughs> and I tell you what, I love it. And my body loves it. Like I just recognize my body just does so much better in a warmer climate. But so as, as I went through all of these major ups and downs in life, as we all do, like my niche would shift a little bit going through each one, because I think that as we go through personal things in our life, experience changes, education about certain things changes, but there's certainly been a lot of consistence. And and that's, I've always been about removing inflammation consistently throughout my journey, no matter who I'm working with. I've always talked about eating clean, managing your stress, Mm-hmm. reducing toxins in the environment and in your ranger home and first and foremost and this is something that I really lean into even more now because I realize that it is the thing that really has gotten me through everything is self-care and well, let's let's even dive in so tell me how far along before we dive into this next section how far along in your coaching did you get your diagnosis My diagnosis was 2018. And so I was five years into my coaching practice at that point. And so you solely work with women right now, instilling those habits and self-care, as you said, and that self-love. Tell me what, tell me what that looks like for your clients in their life. How have you packaged your program to make sure that you instill this? Yeah. I mean, I think that most of the women, when they come to me, don't realize I think with a lot of our clients like the underlying things that are going on and so most of them are recognizing that they're just completely drained and exhausted and they're running on fumes and so that's always the first thing we look at right how can we help to get some energy back so that you can start to plan out I like to think of of it being their best life yet, because I believe that a trauma is an open door to massive transformation in their lives. So that's where I start. And for me, that starting point, before we even start talking about self-care, because I want to get them a quick win, right? I want to get them some results quickly. So for me, that biggest step is talking about what they're eating, because we're doing it minimum three times a day. Right. And so... For me, that's always the first thing that I'm going to look at is how can we tweak what you're eating to 
get you that quick win, whether it's adding in a smoothie, whether it's adding in lemon water first thing in the morning, talking about what they can take out without feeling like they're being deprived. So for me, that's always the first thing that I like to do is let's let's see where the energy sucks are and let's see where we can start to block them. And you know what I'm going to talk about there because that's <laughs> <laughs> a great topic because I think, you know, as I was talking before we were recording, I can't identify with having cancer, but I know that being a person who has autoimmune stuff in this current world, where I think a lot of people struggle with their health, I wouldn't say it's any comparison, but I know that there were times where it's like, when I wasn't feeling well, that's when I really needed to amp up my self-care. And those were the times that I had like that debate in my head of, no, I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. Even today I was running and I was like, I don't want to be running right now. And I thought, you don't always want to do the things that are really great for you, you know, and to just like slow down and be in the present. And just when I realized that today with my habits that I've been working on, I realized you know, so often that's where we get with our habits is we feel like, and that's a big part of the self-love. We feel like we just don't have the energy for that. So how do you handle that with your clients? That's such a great question, because I think that is a question across the board, right? I think we can say universally in this world, most people know that they need to eat better, move their body and drink more water, but they struggle to do it. And this is the part for me that I love because that's what I want to figure out for somebody. Why aren't you doing it? You know, you need to, why aren't you? And that is such a big topic and something that really isn't talked about a whole lot. But the first thing I, I invite people to do, especially when we're going through, like for instance, if you're in an autoimmune flare up or you're having a day where you're just absolutely exhausted maybe your stress levels are super high and you're feeling really under the weather. My first thing is, and, and this is, I, I like to greet my body every day with, hey body, how are you doing today? And what do you need? I am. So you that when you first wake up? When I first wake up, before I even get out of bed, it's almost like a, a check-in from head to toe. Hey body, how are you doing today? I mean, it may sound kind of cheesy like the way I'm saying it, but I really want to welcome my body to the day, right? One of the things that really helped get me through my cancer and everything is gratitude. And it's not just gratitude for all of these outward things, but it's gratitude for this vessel that carries me through each and every day. And so greeting my body, how you doing? Recognizing and observing, not judging, but observing, am I aching anywhere? Am I feeling good? How's my gut feeling? Am I bloated? Am I tense up here? How am I as I'm waking up? Am I ready to greet the day and climb high buildings and do things like that? Or am I feeling a little bit slower paced today? And so we start like that because when my whole methodology and everything I do is to lighten the load that you carry. I want to make it easy for you. I want to make it simple for you. And the last thing that any of us need is anything else being added to our plate. Well, I, and I think that's the hardest because when you're not feeling well, and I think 
I think even when coaches are pushing themselves because they've got a full-time job or they've got their own autoimmune or, or family or whatever stressor is coming in and creating that massive overwhelm, which is inflammation, I think it's really hard to step back when we feel that we don't have the energy because it's just that massive overwhelm that has kind of pulled out all that zest for life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so by instead saying, oh, I have to go for a run today, pressure, right? That's what we're doing. We're saying, maybe I need to breathe and stretch today instead. For me, moving our body is obviously crucial to everything and, and how our body functions is crucial for our mind, body, and soul. But how we move and having the flexibility to adjust that depending on how we're feeling is really key. Because if we're already exhausted and drained, there's probably adrenal fatigue going on behind right. the scenes. Yeah, right? and I know, I sh I'll tell you, uh, over the last year and a half, I had dealt with some of the worst burnout that I had ever had. I mean, the worst, I was kaput. I had seen everyone, of course, and social media talking burnout, but I was like, oh no, I am all spent. And I took, I did that every day. I really, I, I listened to my body and I said, you know what, today's just a stretch day. Today mm -hmm. is a sauna day. Today is a do nothing day. Mm -hmm. Today though, when I was running, that was a little like, no, get your tuchus moving day. <laughs> But there's a difference, right? Yeah. There's a difference. And and it's not, and this is the thing too, and this is where it's important that we do it from a place of observation, not judgment, right? So then we're not beating ourselves up saying, oh, you're so lazy or these old stories and old beliefs are coming in. Like we've got to be really mindful of that because that is a big part of the work that I do is working on all of that. So would but you say that the, that inner critic comes into play and that's a huge a huge yeah. portion of why we stay in that overwhelm or we don't get that zest back from life. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe it. And, and, and I think it's just people don't know the steps to take, right? It's like you, it, like you said, you feel overwhelmed, you feel stuck, you've got the inner critic beating yourself up, you're feeling worse and worse, then you're binge eating, binge drinking, binge numbing yourself and shopping whatever it is you know and it becomes a perpetual cycle because then you're going to be upset for that behavior too and that's going to make you feel more sluggish you're going to have a lot more inflammation <laughs> like it just keeps going on and on so it is we get stuck there and don't know that there's a way out and the way out is really to step off that hamster wheel while you've been going through the motions of doing 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 going every day and realizing that you get to step off that and you can change the pace, mm -hmm. change the pace. Because especially after going through a, a cancer a diagnosis and treatment, especially after an autoimmune flare up, like to push ourselves is not the answer. That is going to perpetuate the recovery. We start slow and it's not, and this is something that I think so many people struggle with is we live in this instant gratification community and, you know, world right now. And, and so we're looking for quick results. And so we think that we have to go from where we are today to running a marathon tomorrow, or in, in the instance of the, the women that I work with, they want to get back to whatever life was before. And there's this perception that as soon as you're done with treatment, that happens. And it's not the case. 
by a long stretch, there's actually an equation for the length of time that it takes. And it's much longer than people anticipate. And so during this time, we get to do what I call going into our cocoon almost. And it's like, it's nurture time. It's time to take care of you. And put yourself first. Right? And hard because everybody else around you is saying, but you're done with treatment. Come on, let's let's go. Let's get back. And the, the challenge becomes, do we put on that smiley mask and pretend, which is so exhausting and draining, and try to keep pushing and try to keep doing because we don't want to let people down. But we're not putting ourselves first. We're not putting ourselves first. So what would you say are your top habits that you have in your day? Because clearly you got diagnosed midway through your coaching career and you still kept your coaching career. So tell me what your habits are like in your day that really keep you balanced. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the day, obviously on a day where I've got more energy, but there's, I actually have like, I, I call it my daily power list essentially. And it's, it's, it's making sure that I'm hydrated, number one. If we're not hydrated, it doesn't help. Number two, checking in with my, you checking in with my body always. How are you doing? What do you need? Giving it what it needs, not just saying how you're doing, but actually doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making sure that I'm eating properly and, you know, anti-inflammatory foods, foods that are actually fueling me and nourishing me. Those are more of the physical things, which is often what we think of when we think about self-care, moving my body, going for a walk every day. Mm-hmm. what we don't always think about are the emotional sides of self-care the social sides of self-care and the spiritual sides of self-care because it is about mind body soul it's the whole thing and you know that's where things like managing your stress come in so for me that's breath work and meditation every single day you will find me most days taking an Epsom salt bath at the end of my day without fail it's just, that's my downtime. That's, that's your quiet time. That's my quiet time. Sometimes, depending on time frame that, you know, I, mean, I might also be doing meditation while I'm in the bath. I could be, you know, doing double duty, depending on how busy my day is. Right. right. And just saying, I always remember one of the things that one of my oncologists said to me going through treatment was that meditating 15 minutes twice a day has been proven to change our brain waves. Now, uh, prior to that, I was doing it once a day. I've since changed it to twice a day. And it's really helped me to go from the sympathetic survival mode, fight or flight mode, to parasympathetic. So rest and digest. And actually heal. Yeah, exactly. Because, and if we're not, taking ourselves to that mode through and and recognizing stress and anxiety and things like that, then again, it's going to be really difficult to get our energy back. And And I think in general, I mean, when, when we go and go and go and we don't pause and take rest or pause and have these rituals in our life to ground us, all of a sudden we just are more overwhelmed and we're all of a sudden getting sick and we're getting allergies and, you know, our periods aren't on, on, on check. All these things just start to go awry. Our digestive issues, skin issues, they all seem to come up. hundred percent. I mean, even like I've got my cup of tea here now, you're always going to see me with a cup of tea. It's normally green tea based, 
but it's not, you know, it's, it, I, I take a pause and I drink the tea and I feel the warmth and I feel the love and I choose my tea based on how I'm feeling and what I need. And, you know, even things like that, but when it comes to the social self-care, and I might geek out a bit here because I'm <laughs> right? It's setting boundaries. It's saying no. Like you said, how do we take that pause? Well, we typically have to say no to things to take that pause. And right. that's difficult. That's difficult. Especially if you have grown up to be a people pleaser and recovering people pleaser over yeah. here. <laughs> right. And it's recovering perfectionist, like all of these tendencies. And by the way, those are two of personality traits that are common amongst breast cancer survivors. There are actually seven personality traits. Wow. And so it makes sense knowing that, that to help lower our risk of breast cancer, that we would want to look at those and say, huh, can I do it differently? Right. So it's setting boundaries and, and sticking up for yourself. And that means knowing who you are yeah because if you and don't seven, know who you are you don't know who you're sticking up for well and it's really hard to set boundaries if you don't see your self-worth as well absolutely and I think that's a big part of getting over the perfectionism is really building on that whole foundation of the self-worth yeah yeah and and the thing I mean self-care leads to self-love leads to self-compassion, leads to self-acceptance, leads to self-confidence. And all of that is your self-worth, right? Your self-worth is wrapped up in all of that. And so it starts with this saying, no, I matter enough. And by the way, we're talking about self-care and I wanna make sure that everybody knows that we're not talking about manis and petties and massages because even though yes, those are wonderful and they are acts of self-care, my definition of self-care is that self-care is the conscious act that we take to promote our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. That's my definition of self-care. So what that means is you are standing up for yourself. You're saying what you want, what you need, and you're taking action on it and actually doing it. So when we think of, if we go back to the food for a second, right? Why aren't people able to stay on track with healthy eating? It's nothing to do with willpower. It's to do with the fact that you don't yet know how to prioritize what you need. Yeah. Because when we're Stay able to shift, at it. Yeah. And so when we're able to like shift our mindset to know, I really matter. Like, and I made myself and my family a promise to do everything I could to not get this disease again. Now I carry the BRCA2 gene. That's why I got it in the first place. So that's a big promise. That's a big promise. That promise is me saying, no, I matter enough. And so do my loved ones for me to do what I need to do. To put yourself first. No, and I think that's, I think that relates to almost anyone in this world. I mean, I think that's such a big thing. It's like, if we make this promise to ourselves, any, any of those promises to put ourselves first, we are always showing up with boundaries. We're always showing up in that place of self-love and self-care because it really extends to almost every aspect of our life. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, and I think that 
there's a lot of reasons why we find it so hard, right? We want to make everybody happy. We don't want to let people down. We think it may be a sign that we're not good enough, perhaps. And, you know, excuse me, these are all beliefs. And a belief is simply a thought that you keep thinking. Yeah. And so we're able to change those thoughts. We're able to do something about it so that you don't have to keep carrying that with you. Again, I'm lightening the load. So I'm taking away that old stuff that doesn't work for you anymore. It's not serving you. It never did, but it really isn't now. Taking away, getting rid of the stuff and bringing in things that really work for you that are effective. What do you say for the client who comes to you and they are just reliving those old stories over and over? And so those new habits are not able to come in because all of that inner critic and self-worth stuff comes up. Yeah. Well, as you know, they don't come in knowing those stories. Most people don't know the stories that are playing in their head. It takes a little bit of time and some digging to really figure that out. And so it depends, you know, when somebody comes in, if they're already an open book and have done some work on being honest with themselves, I think so many of us, and I can count myself in this because I did this for years, we think that we're happy but we're really not. We're realizing that we're stuck or something's missing and that saying things like there's got to be more to life and things like that. So that's the realization that there's some other work to be done. And so it's, it's peeling back the layers of the onion. And so when somebody's coming in and we're trying to introduce healthy eating habits, you know, the question becomes, okay, why was that tough for you? And that's even hard for people to understand sometimes. It's like, I'm like, but that's where the goal is. That's where we get to really shift is when we know what's stopping you, what's getting in your way of doing it. And it may start as one thing. I had one client the other day tell me, you know, and, and she's been working with me for a little while. And then out of the blue, I hate to do dishes. Okay. Well, now we know why you don't want to go. <laughs> and so, so, so then what do we do? We work on a one pot meal where there's one dish right. instead of, four dishes because she hates doing dishes. And so there's always a way around it. Always a simple solution. And I think the big thing that you're saying is you really have to take that pause and be present in life to be able to be conscious of what old stories are happening and continuing happening. And then to be conscious of resistance. Yeah. And what is that resistance about? Let's switch gears for a little and talk about your business, because I think for anybody listening, not only did you go through this health issue, but you've been in business for a good amount of years. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you feel has worked for you in your business. I think one of the biggest things that I hear from, from my clients is that I practice what I preach. So we talk about self-care a lot. They see me doing it. They see me when I'm going through a crisis, lighten the load I'm carrying and get much smaller with what I'm doing. It's not that I'm not showing up for them. It's not that I'm still serving them because I do, but I might not be showing up on social media as much. So I focus on how much energy I have got at that time mm-hmm. to keep the business going in the best possible way that I can. So I'm, I don't stop. It just may shift a little bit depending on, you know, what I'm going through. And I think that's a really big lesson because so often I think that, you know, we, we know that we 
need to be consistent on social media. We know we need to be doing the consistent emails. We know we need, need to be doing all the things, right? And when we're burnt out or we're going through an autoimmune or we're going through a breast cancer diagnosis or we're going through a divorce or something right. challenging. One of the biggest stressors. Right, any of the big stressors. For me, it's okay. And I give myself what I call the grace and space. I give myself permission to not do all the things. Now, has it hurt my business? Yeah, it has over the years. I've had to pick things back up. But now every time I've learned where it's better for me to kind of quieten down that noise, where I still need to keep focus. So I will still send my weekly email always. I will still show up in my Healthy Living After Breast Cancer Facebook community always. I will still show up for my members in my VIP group coaching program. You know, so I will still show up in those places. Just you may not see me on Instagram doing reels as much. <laughs> you know, so, so that for me is the lesson, like you said, it's taking that pause. So it's not disappearing completely but it's honoring what I need because if I'm not taking care of me, I cannot show up for my clients. Well, and I love that because you just gave a great example of once you are established, I think it's so much easier to take a pause. I think in the, in the beginning stages, it can be really overwhelming to take a pause because you're not gaining that visibility. But I love that you've gotten to that place where you where you know where you need to show up. How do you how do you find your? I, well, I'm I'm connected with a lot of breast cancer communities and groups and things like that. I'm connected with doctors for referrals. I'm you know connected to other coaches who just know you know. I mean I'm I'm kind of getting this reputation as the go-to expert for helping women bounce back after breast cancer. And so a lot of referrals really, but also I, I speak on podcasts. I speak on summits. I host summits. I host amazing fun, like events where I bring in a bunch of speakers and experts and we'll do a three hour live event, which I absolutely love. And they've been so popular. And I also like I have a quiz that will bring in clients that way, continually growing my email list, but a lot of referrals. And I think when you're dealing with these really serious health issues, word of, we can't underestimate the word of mouth, right? And just having conversations with people outside of, and I know this is something that you've always talked about, even if we have an online business, it's so important to be still yeah. building community offline and those connections and collaborations. Um, those referrals are golden. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think for people, I always say I'm the introverted extrovert. Because I am such an extrovert when you're talking to people and I can talk up that party, but I will come home and I will be exhausted, where some people are more charged up and I can do it, but I'm more of not, I wouldn't say a homebody, but I'm more of that person that likes to meet like face-to-face -face individually, not large parties. And when you can get in front of somebody and really build up to be their referral network, for them to be a referral network, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and I'm the same way, by the way, I'm an introverted extrovert. So <laughs> I, I, I recharge at home. I recharge in, in quiet and solace and just 
feeling the feelings and letting it all come. I'm, I'm exactly the same way, which is important for anybody to know about themselves, by the way. How do you recharge? Like, is it around people or what is it? What fuels you and what doesn't fuel you? Exactly. And that's the key thing. What fuels you and what doesn't? But things that don't fuel you, you say no to those things. Tell me if you could give a coach who's listening, who is in the throes of their business, all the moving parts, what is your biggest tip for them? Great question. Be yourself. Be real. Don't try to be somebody else. Be vulnerable. Show that side. I think that it's not easy to do. And as an introvert, doing that originally was really uncomfortable for me, but it was when there was a massive shift in my business, when I did that, people don't want to see you as being perfect. They want to see you as being real. You don't need to be a hundred steps ahead. You just need to be a few. And I think clients, like I hear from my clients all the time. I like that you are still on this journey, Karen. Like there's, there's tends to be more of a closeness. So I know originally when I started a business, I put so much pressure on myself to just be this perfect professional and felt like I had to know it all and and it's just not not the case it, it's okay to just be you quirks and all yep. I think people want that more than ever these days they just want to feel connected to a real human being in a world where we felt very disconnected over the past two three years now so I, I think you know and Know your why, know why you're doing it, because that will drive you when times get really tough. And there are going to be tough times as you talk about. It's not easy, but for me, the thing that keeps me going, and there's been times when I've thought about quitting, I'd be lying if there weren't. And I literally get a guttural sob where I look up and I say, all right, all right, I'll keep going. (laughs) Yeah. I have those, those times where it gets really (laughs) tough and I've got to like, it, not that, I mean, in the beginning stages, I wanted to quit, but I would always get that tat, that little tug that would say, don't quit, don't quit. You know what you're supposed to be doing this for. And just knowing that I had, there wasn't another me. And so my story and my way of getting people better was going to be really important for me to show up and just be myself. Yeah. And you do, and you do it so beautifully and you show us all because it, it's just, yeah. you do, you do. And, and, you know, I've watched you for a long time now and I just, again, we're all on our journey. Our, our personal development journey never ends. And it's something that I love. Like I love to peel back the layers of, of the onion for myself as well as my clients. And yeah. it gets me excited because I know on that other side of that uncomfortable growth period is something really beautiful and amazing. And again, when we know that and we trust that we keep going. Yeah. And I know that I can give that to my clients. And so I think that as we go through our journey, as we've been in this business for longer and longer, our confidence grows. But that also comes from the authenticity and being yourself and not feeling like you have to try and be something that it's okay for your niche to change. It will. <laughs> it will many times. It will. <laughs> um, 
And I think, you know, for me, originally when that happened, like I used to think I was failing. I was not working. I'm trying all the things and it's not working. So therefore I'm failing. And I realized now there's a great book by a woman called Jennifer Powers and it's called Oh Shift. And it's just brilliant because it's just like, oh, shift, here we go again. We're going in this yeah. direction. Okay, let's go. And not fighting it, knowing that you, you're, we're being guided, we're being led. And it's, it just gets better when you let go and go with it versus trying to fit into somebody else's mold of what we think we should be doing. Again, which comes with self-care, boundaries, all of the things that we've been talking about today. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell everyone before we close this out where they can find you if they want to work with you or if they want to refer somebody to you? Absolutely. Thank you. Well, one of the most fun places to find me is actually on Facebook in our Healthy Living After Breast Cancer Facebook community. I get real and raw and I am live in there every week. So that's that's a great spot and it's free and you know open to any breast cancer survivors. On Instagram, you can find me. I'm having fun with reels right now. Uh, Karen, which is K-A-R-I-N Dell, D-E-L 34. And of course, my website, karendelmaestro.com. So yeah. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing just your journey and what it takes to go from really, well, what it takes to, to lighten the load. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, we're going to end with that, right? Let's lighten the load for everybody, right? Yeah. All right, guys. If you have any questions about how to work with Karen, remember, read the show notes and you'll be able to get all our information and to follow her. It's been a pleasure, guys. See you later. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you Take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.